Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Bromley South London Football League part of the South podcast for this week. Uh, Daniel Hollis here, the League Secretary, reporting on the results and a little update on the tables and fixtures for next week. So, um, first into the results from Saturday the 1st of May. And I'll go to the London Junior Cup first because we had two teams playing in this. Uh, Peckham Town A already threw into the fourth round and we had two more teams playing in the third round. Uh, unfortunately for South Dulwich, their uh, adventure in that cup is over. They lost 5-3 uh, away to Sporting Duet. Uh, so bad luck to them. But a great result for Eltham Town. Eltham Town 5, Priory Rangers nil. Um, two goals for Max Finch in that one. Uh, so they're into the fourth round. So a tough game for them, I think. UCC uh, Diaspora playing Eltham Town and Peckham Town A at home to Danson Sports, who were previously in our league. Um, I never played in our Division 1. They never went into the Premier, but they, they went straight to the Kent County League where they got promotion, I think. So I think they're in Division 2 of the Kent County League. Okay, so interesting draws there for Peckham Town A and Eltham Town. Good luck to them in the fourth round. Okay, on to the John Cooper Premier Division and the game of the week. It was one all after an hour, but Old Rome prevailed. Old Rome 3, FC Greenwich 1. Well, Pat Brennan and Mickey Brown both scored uh, goals for their respective teams, but James Doherty and uh, um, Terry Stark for Old Roan got them the win. So Old Roan 3, FC Greenwich 1, Old Roan to the top of the table, and it really is going to be something remarkable to see them not claim that title uh, now this year. Um, let's do the other results, and then we'll have a little thing about a look at that table. So the other game in that division... Um, other two games in that division AMG Borders 3 West Wickham Albion 2 sounds like another good game AMG Borders do score a lot of goals uh, and then Bermondsey Town nil. Ear from Belvedere Reserves 1 good result for Ear from Belvedere Reserves that one um, I would have expected Bermondsey Town probably to come out on top so good result for Ear from Belvedere Reserves so looking at the table Old Rona now point ahead of FC Greenwich with two games in hand um, only lost once all season that was to Bermondsey Town uh, they're on 27 and 26 points. Miles ahead of the rest. 10MB come in on third at the moment on 16 points. Bermondsey Town also 16 points. Eltham Town on 13. And they've got some games in hand. AMG Borders seven, uh, sixth on 11 points. Irvin Belvedere Reserves also on 11 points. Westwick and Albion on four points. And then obviously we had Baumer, Homesdale and Leighton Athletic pull out. Um, and they didn't join us again after lockdown. OK, down to Jim Hampson, Division 1. And we had uh, a big win for Groundhoppers, 5-0 against Welling Park Reserves. Good result for them. And Rustler's 3-1 win away at Lewisham Project. Uh, good result for them as well. And Red Velvet Reserves, 4-0 winners away at West Bromley Albion. Um, now, our leaders were due to play agenda. Eden Park were due to play agenda, uh, but didn't due to COVID outbreak um, in, uh, amongst the Eden Park squad. South Dulwich also in London Junior Cup action. So it gave the rest a chance to catch up, and they did. Groundhoppers, Russers and Red Velvet all won, and they're fifth, fourth and third. So the table, Eden Park, 31 points, eight points clear of South Dulwich. They're on 23 points. Then Red Velvet Reserves on 21 points. Russers on 20 points. Groundhoppers on 18 points. Then we've got Welling Park Reserves on 17 points. Eltham Town Reserves 16. Agenda on 15, but they've got a lot of games in hand. Lewisham Athletic on 13 points. West Bromley Albion 13 points. Farnborough Thirds on 4 points. And Lewisham Project on 3 points. Okay, 2, Division 2. 
and a big big game at the top here old bexley town four farnborough fourths three farnborough's unbeaten uh season in the league is over old bexley town came out four three winners well done to um old bexley town ben crumpton and jack smith both got braces for them uh for farnborough force tommy chalker also got a double um but that's really made things very interesting in that division other results peckham town a five beckenham nil and eltham eagles one tns two and that means that with on goal difference at the moment tns are top of the table now tns are on 21 points from 12 games farnborough fourths on 21 points from 10 games just behind them old bexley town on 19 points peckham town a on 16 Matagalpa 14 points, Eltham Eagles 10 points, Beckenham 6 points uh, and London Legends at the bottom of the table with no points. A uh, few teams have dropped, didn't rejoin us after lockdown have since dropped out. Crofton Albion, uh, Elite, STC and Welling United death. Okay, on to results in Division 3 and um, our leaders, Mildeen, beat Eltham Eagles reserves 3-1. Good result for them. Slade Green Knights, 4-0 winners against Chelsfield. Bit of a surprise result, that one. Catford looking really good. 6-2 winners away at South East Athletic A. Uh, Teviot beat Red Velvet 2-0. Uh, and Dulwich Village drew 2-0 with FC Peak. Um, that means that down in Division 3, Mildeen are now quite a bit clear. They've played a game less than Catford and they're five points clear. Nine out of nine uh, for them. Can they go 100% this season? Um, Catford second on 22 points. Eltham Eagles reserves on 19, same as Teviot. Chelsfield and FC Peak on 17 points. Slade Green Knights on 12 points. Two good wins for them lately. Uh, Dulles Ridge Reserves and Red Velvet A on 11 points. South East Athletic A on six points. And Beckenham Knights without a point. They um, didn't play many and then dropped out after lockdown. So that's the... Um, results from last week some really interesting results there tables really taking shape and the leaders looking quite good now in the premier division one and division three it's only division two that's a real bit of a um being thrown into turmoil by that F um farmer old boy guild fourth's defeat to old bexley town that looks really open now so fixtures next week in the John Cooper Premier Division, we've got Bermondsey at home to AMG Ballers, Era from Belvedere Reserves against Old Roan, FC Greenwich against Eltham Town, must win for FC Greenwich now every game really, and 10MB against West Wickham Albion. Jim Hampson Division 1, uh, we have Agenda in a double header against Red Velvet Reserves, massive games those, um, six points on offer. Uh, could see one of those two teams really fly at the table. South Dulwich against Welling Park Reserves. Um, Eden Park against Eltham Town Reserves. Farnborough Thurs against Groundhoppers. And Rustlers against West Wickham Albion. Um, South Dulwich, Welling Park Reserves is also a doubleheader, actually. Then down to Division 2. Matagalpa against Beckenham. Old Bexley Town against Eltham Eagles. Old Bexley Town, Eltham Eagles. Massive game now after Eltham Eagles win last week. Division 3. Eltham Eagles Reserves against Dulwich Village Reserves. Eltham Eagles Reserves really need to win to get their promotion chase back on uh, track. Chelsfield against South East Athletic A. FC Peak against Teviot. Mildeen against Slade Green Knights. And Red Velvet A against Catford. So I would say um, games of the week for me. That Premier Division, FC Greenwich against Eltham Town. FC Greenwich just need to make sure they win all their games. And Eltham Town doing really well with that London Junior Cup, keeping their players obviously on their toes. They really want to do well in that. I'd say Red Velvet Reserves against Agenda. That double header looks really big to me. Eden Park against Eltham Town Reserves. Haven't had a game out Eden Park uh, last week. Eltham Town Reserves beat anyone on their day. That looks really interesting. And then Division 2, Old Betsy Town against Eltham Eagles. Looks like a massive game, uh, that one. Okay, that's all from me. Thanks for listening. Um, 
and good luck to all our teams playing this weekend. Hello and welcome to this Essex Alliance League football roundup from Saturday the 1st of May. In Group A of our League Cup competition, the race for silverware remains very well poised, with FC Petro Cub holding a two-point gap at the top, helped by a big 6-1 win on Saturday away at Rapid Chingford. That saw the visitors make it three wins from three and are in pole position in the group, going into two huge remaining fixtures against the other title-contending sides. One of those will be against second-place Lymore Gardens next week, and Lymore warmed up for the huge showdown with a comfortable win of their own ending West Essex Reserve's hopes of silverware with a 3-1 victory. Andre Rashford, Dylan Roberts and Tyreek Peters grabbed the winning goals. With games in hand though, DTFC still have uh, both of the leading sides to play away from home and kept up their hopes with a big win as they beat FC Baresi 5-0 at the Harlow Arena. That gave the hosts a first win in the competition and with three games still to go, they could still chase down the leading pack. In Group B, it was thrown wide open at the weekend after a huge result in Noak Hill, which saw Kit Out London keep their unbeaten record intact by beating another previously unbeaten side, Woodford East. Jay Stavery scored for East, but an Eric Rusnak brace in reply, adding to a Sammy Basadi goal, made it 3-2 to Kit Out London in the end. Chigwell Town returned to contention at the top of the standings after an impressive 4-2 victory at home against Tower United to dent the latter's hopes. Ross Chimes scored two, with Mark Howe and Modestus Danuscus netting the others to render tower goals from Abdi Abdi Karim and Abu Bakr Maximed as just consolation. And in the group's remaining fixture, Chad Wahif Spartans opened their wins account in the group as they picked up a huge 5-1 win against higher league opposition CSM London. Antonio Azevedo scored for CSM, but Rashid Matabaro hat-trick and goals for Rob Hodgson and Miguel Martins rounded things off for the Spartans. In Group C, four sides will go into the final weekend of Group C fixtures with hopes of silverware, but it's unbeaten Frenford A who will hold the advantage after they after their beaten second-placed North East Lions 5-3 on Saturday to go top of the group. Lorench Hoxer, Romel Pyle and Chad Troy Payne goals proved not quite enough for the Lions on the day. London Park City and Kwanzaa's London Sport are the other two sides who have an outside chance, but they'll require a significant goal difference swing after they could only finish level at 1-1. Antonio Semedo scored the goal goals for the hosts, but City scored one, one of their own, to send them both into a showdown next weekend. In the battle between the 5th and 6th place sides in the group, Belfry earned their first points so far as they secured victory in Dagenham against Francis Luke. Jose Nelson da Silva scored for Luke, but three Belfry efforts in reply were enough for them to earn a 3-1 win against the hosts, though that won't be enough, unfortunately, to contend for silverware. In Group D, two sides remain locked at the top in Group D, as Unity and Dagenham United, both sporting unbeaten records going into the game, met in Loughton on Saturday. With both having won all three games, it was no, perhaps no surprise to see this one finish level. Brandon Fulton scored twice for Unity, with Sean Kettle and Charlie Fiander goals making it 2-2 to see this group go into the wire. Third place Cowley Community, a point further back from the leaders, remain poised to sweep up if results go their way, and they ensured that they will remain very much interested on the last day, as Chris Wright and Mark Farriner goals gave them a 2-1 win against Chingford Athletic A. Sam Matthews grabbing the goal in reply for Chingford there. And in Group E, the first silverware was mathematically confirmed on Saturday, with Fairlock Rovers now confirmed as group winners with a game to go still, after Loughton Lions could only pick up a point on the road at Old Barcabians Reserves. 
Two Michael Ryder goals and a Josh Robinson effort helped Old Barks pick up just their first point in the group, drawing 3-3. And the group's other action came from Newbury Park, where the other side with outside hopes of winning the competition, Glendale, saw their hopes ended despite a fight, fight back from a goal down against Old Estamians. They, they fought back to lead 2-1 through two Wesley Kanga goals, but a, a late ease leveller saw the tie finish at 2-2, which effectively ended their hopes. And in Group F, the drama in, in Group F will go to the final set of matches with three sides still in with a shout. Royal Forest Reserves are in pole position following a hard-fought away win at Emerson United Reserves over the weekend with Tom Alexander and Will Asensio carrying uh, their side to a 2-0 victory in Atminster. Custom House United will hope for a royal slip on the final day after they kept their hopes alive with a big 7-1 win at home against Eastern Avenue. Jamie Worcester was in fine form with a hat-trick, with goal, further goals arriving from Bobby Devlin, Paul Stringer, Bobby Worcester and Tommy Douglas. Chingford Harriers will require a lot of things to go their way if they're going to be putting hands on the silverware, but they will have a big say either way, uh, as they came through Saturday's Chingford Derby against Lymore Regarding Reserves in a 3-0 scoreline. Paul Shoyer and Darnell Lamotte were, in the, were on the score sheet for Harriers ahead of a showdown against the leaders next weekend. In Group G... Collier Row A moved level on points with a top place side in the group on the back of a big 7-1 row victory against Dagenham United Reserves. Raman Bajid scored for, for United, but the hosts ran in seven goals of their own to leave them needing the leaders to drop points if they are to challenge. Brentwood United Reserves have been creeping their way up the table in the last couple of weeks, and they could still have a big say in things, lying just two points off the leading sides. Their second win in the group was secured with a 4-2 home win on Saturday against Avondale Rangers, a result which just about keeps them in touch. And in the London Junior Cup, goals were the order of the day. Uh, in round three or round four of the competition, where Joloff Sports chase for County Cup glory continued with the visit of AFC Cubo Reserves to Dagenham on Saturday. An entertaining game saw Joloff run out 10-4 victors to become the third EAL club to book their place in the last 16. And they will now face either West Fulham or Exeter Old Boys later this month. And that brings to a close the coverage of the Essex Alliance League for the 1st of May. We look forward to bringing you more of the action next week. Watching the District League, uh, going over last week's games and results. Starting with the Prem. Chatham Town Saturdays drawing one all against the Stag. Medway Borough winning 5-3 against Riverside. Parkwood Community Association winning 2-0 against Ancorians. Moving into Division 1, Medway Knights 2, Ballstall 2. Park Regis Athletic winning 2-0 over AEI. Moving into Division 2, AFC Minster was awarded a home walkover against Parkwood Community Association Reserves. Ballstall Wanderers winning 1-0 against Range Rovers Colts. Eccles FC Reserves winning 3-1 against the Prince. Moving into Division 3, Bredos Juniors winning 5-0 against Medway Athletic 17. Macklin Arms 16 winning 8-1 against the Village Upchurch. Prince's Park losing 2-1 to Beechwood 76. Moving into Division 4, Bly Sports losing 5-3 at home to Little Shastard. Uh, Rochester FC winning by the same score on 5-3 against Medway Athletic. Park Regis Reds losing 5-1 to Gillingham Bilbao. Uh, the cup action for last weekend. The quarter century Group B. 
Midway Rovers losing 4-5 to Waterbury Wanderers. Pavilion winning 3-1 against FC Walden. Quarter Century Cup Group C. FC United Medway winning 4-0 against Bleakwood Rangers. Techers winning 1-0 against Encorians Academicals. Ourselves Grand Sports Club uh, unfortunately going out 2-0 to Miletown. In the Sitting Ball Milton Cup Group B, Hunton winning 6-1 against Cannon 24. Greenway Aces Old Boys losing 4-1 to Cliff United. And in the Ted Snelling Cup, quite a big shock. Greenway Aces Reserves winning 4-0 away at Stockbury Athletic, who are Division 2 and Great uh, Aces are Division 4. Fixtures for next weekend. In the Prem, sees Medway Stars take on AFC Rangers and the Stag take on Ancorians. In Division 1, sees Ballstall take on Ash Green, Hunton take on Eccles, Medway Knights take on Medway Rovers 18, Pavilion take on Park Regis Athletic. Division 2, Cannon 24 take on FC Walden, Greenway Aces Old Boys take on The Prince, Range Rovers Colts take on Stockbury Athletic. Waterbury Wanderers are home to Eccles Reserves. In Division 3, third place Beechwood take on top of the table British Juniors. Burham take on AFC United Medway. Ourselves Grand Sports Club have a home game against Princes Park. The Village Upchurch take on Techers in Division 4. And Corians Academicals take on Park Regis Reds. Bleaker Rangers face Bly Sports. Gillingham Bilbao face Medway Athletic. Rain and Kenworth take on Greenway Aces Reserves. Rochester FC take on Milton FC. A few cup games as well this weekend. In the Quarter Century Cup, Group B, AFC Minster take on AI Sports. Cliff United take on Parkwood Community Association Reserves. In Quarter Century Cup, Group C, Apple Yard take on Macklin Arms 16. And two Ted Snelling Cup games. Uh, Chatham Town Saturdays take on Little Shastard. Medway Borough take on Medway City. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Barnet Sunday League portion of the Celt podcast. In our Premier Division, Highgate Albion 3, Continental 2. Hornsey and Highgate 2, Rising Borders 7, and Trabzonspor UK 5, Park Rolls 1. Into Division 1, Peckinspor Peckin 3, Northumberland Park Rangers 1, Jeff Chow and Berbers 1, SC Locomotive Funder 0. And in our joint game of the weeks, doubleheader, Kadaris Town 0, AFC Oakwood 3 in Game 1, and Kadaris Town 1, AFC Oakwood 4 in Game 2. I actually thought the first game would be a draw and AFC Oakwood would take the second game, but very big Six points for AFC Oakwood and they look very good for the title in Division 1 there. And our second game of the week, the Wrongans 3, Enfield United 2 in Game 1 and the Wrongans 1, Enfield United 0 in Game 2. Uh, I actually thought it'd be a draw in Game 1 and I thought Enfield United may take Game 2. I thought that I put them down for a 2-1 win. But obviously, they ran out of steam. They had a very hard game against us in midweek. Too much celebrating and obviously... It ended up in a double win for the Wrongans, and that's big for them to push towards their promotion aspirations. Moving on to Division 2, North London Athletic 2, Edmonton Lions 1, 
and in the double header, Shentry Athletic 3 into Mill Hill, nil in game 1, and Shentry Athletic 5 into Mill Hill, nil in game 2. Moving on to Division 3 in the double header, Trent Park 3, London Orient nil in game 1, and Trent Park 4, London Orient nil in game 2. Enfield Athletic 2, North London Colts 3, and in my game of the week, Stratford Arms 6, Hendonians 1 in game 1, and Stratford Arms 4, Hendonians nil in game 2. I actually did go for a 2 wins there for Stratford Arms. I thought it would be a lot closer than it actually was. And so two very big wins for Stratford Arms. They've been kind of slowing down lately, but good to see them get back on track. Moving on to Division 4, where we had a double header. Barnet South to 3, Brotherhood Cosy 1 in Game 1. And Barnet South to 2, Brotherhood Cosy 1 in Game 2. A double header between Gal Phoenix and New Barnet. Gal Phoenix 4, New Barnet 1 in Game 1. And Gal Phoenix 3, New Barnet 2 in Game 2. And in our game of the week, Sopranos FC together 1, Roving Reporters 2. I actually went for a 2 all draw there. Thought it would be a very close, very entertaining affair. But Roving Reporters just sneak it and they look good for promotion in Division 4. Moving on to Division 5, Maida via 5, North Atletico Seniors 1. Gospel Oak 4, Borelli 2. And in the double header, the Bandits 5, Camden FC 1 in Game 1. And the Bandits 5, Camden FC 0 in Game 2. Moving on to Division 6, where we had a double header. North London Wanderers 0, Whetstone Wanderers under 23s 1 in Game 1. And North London Wanderers 0, Whetstone Wanderers under 23s 2 in Game 2. And a double header between Alexandra Knights and Grange Park Reserves. Alexandra Knights 2, Grange Park Reserves 3 in Game 1. And Alexandra Knights 4, Grange Park Reserves 0 in Game 2. AFC Edmonton 9, Oak Hill 2. Moving on into the cup action, the supplementary senior challenge cup. Takers avoid the upset against Uslot. Uslot 3, Takers 4. London Wednesday 0, Highgate Albion 4. And the supplementary Premier Cup, North London Athletic 3, Mill Hill Club to Football 5. As I've said before, we were knocked out of the cup by Enfield United 1-0. In better news, in the London Junior Cup, AFC Rose 5, Italia Wastils 2. A uh, very emotional game for me um, with my dad, obviously, playing for Italia Wastils all the years ago and obviously having family ties and many people in the Italian community. is a very big club for the Italian community, so it was an honour to share the pitch with them and to get the win and go through to the quarterfinals, you know, meant a lot to me personally, but also to the team. And also we had supplementary junior trophy action and I can see why Camden FC struggled because they played the day before and beat Armenian Youth Association 4-3. So moving on into our fixtures now. In the Premier Division, Hornsey and Highgate face Takers, Rising Borders face Continental and in my game of the week, Traps and Spore UK versus Gower All-Stars. I've gone for a 3-1 win for Traps and Spore UK there. Into Division 1, Peck and Spore, Peck and Face, Highgate Albion Reserves. And in my game of the week, the Wrongans looking to build on that big six points against Enfield United. They face FC Locomotive Thunder. And I think they'll win. I think they'll win very convincingly. I've gone for a 4-1 win. Moving on to Division 2. This game will be played Thursday. Anatolians versus AFC Rose. 
on Sunday, double header between Inter Mill Hill and North London Athletic. And in my game of the week, also on Sunday, AFC Rose faced United House. We've gone for a 3 1 win for us there. Moving on to Division 3, where we had the solitary game, AFC Muswell Hill versus Enfield Athletic in a double header. I've gone for a 3 1 win for Muswell Hill in game 1 and a 2 1 win for Muswell Hill in game 2. Into Division 4, where we have Joga Benito versus Sopranos FC together. We have double headers the rest of the way Coney Hatch Athletic versus Gower Phoenix. NLR versus FC Cricklewood, New Barnet facing Roven Reporters, and in my game of the week, top of the table, Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys facing Brotherhood Cozzy. I've gone for a 2 1 win for Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys in game one and a 2 0 win in game two. Moving on to Division 5, where we have Maida Villa versus the Bandits, North London Panthers versus the Underdogs, and a pair of doubleheaders between North Atletico Seniors and Gospel Woke and Real Menza and Camden FC. And into Division 6, AFC Oakwood Reserves versus AFC Muswell Hill Seconds. And in my game of the week, Double header between AFC Edmonton and North London Wanderers. I've gone for a, a reverse, a 2-1 win for AFC Edmonton in game one and a 2-1 win for North London Wanderers in game two. And we also have some cup action as well in the supplementary senior challenge cup. Continental versus the Wrongans. The Bandits versus Kadaris Town. They're both in midweek. And we have Middlesex Sunday intermediate cup action. Highgate Albion Reserves versus SC Di Sabutio, Sporting Club Di Sabutio. London Wednesday versus Ashford Town. Pro Panthers versus AFC Grove. Whetstone Wanderers under-23s versus Ricelip Rangers. In the Middlesex Sunday Junior Trophy, Enfield United face high-flying AFC Heathrow. Arnus Rangers face Ryefield. Heart of Ted Lovians face Highgate Albion thirds. And London Orient face Bedfont. In the Middlesex Sunday Junior Trophy, Borelli face Spellthorn Spartans, Ivy Lee face North London Colts, Mill Hill Club de Football face Hanworth Sports, and Grange Park meet reality, or are faced with reality. Um, join us next week to see how, how Grange Park deal with reality. Thank you. Hello again. These are the results from the Essex Sunday football combination. In the senior division, Wolfhamstow sprang a major surprise at the weekend and put themselves into pole position for the senior division title with a stunning 2-1 win at Global. Danny Cox was on target for the hosts, but two missed penalties cost them dearly as Red Star now have their sights firmly on the big prize. Elsewhere, previous leaders J.K.L. Silvertown crumbled to a 0-5 defeat against Barkinside. Clearly, a team bang on form and looking towards glory themselves. The visitors' goals came from a pair for Richard Cohn and one apiece for George Edwards, Reese Simpson and sub Elliot Scott. In the afternoon kick-off, we United were ruthless and put Newbury Forest to the sword in an entertaining game. Leon Wildman and Tommy Jackson scored for We United and the other was an unfortunate own goal. Luke Caston grabbed one back for Forrest, but it was too little too late. This week, Barkinside played J.K. Silvertown, with the visitors hoping to reassert themselves following the drubbing at the hands of the same opposition yesterday. Newbury Forrest played Goble, with neither side able to win silverware now. 
while Wolfenstow played a late game against Wear United in a highly anticipated game. The now leaders entertain a Wear side playing with supreme confidence. What will give? Loxford Lions were the big winners of the day in Division 1. A massive 6-3 win at Southfield for Catholics enhances their chances of promotion. Currently, they lie second to runaway leaders Hilford. Newbury Forest Reserves pulled off another astounding result, 4-2 at Debden Sports. Trey McDonnell-Ali and Carl White weighed in with the goals for a disappointed Debden side. Flamenco pulled themselves further away from bottom place BSL with a fine 4-0 win. This week, Hilford and Newbury Forest Reserves meet at Roding Valley, with the visitors aiming to impress and keep their decent run going. Loxford Lions will also face a team coming into form, Flamenco. Second place is really under fire. BSL have a good chance of derailing the Catholics' push for promotion when the men in green visit on the back of a hiding last weekend. In Division 2, something for nothing edged it over bottom side barking Colts with super striker Temi Alaka weighing in with the all-important goal. PJ Marcus grabbed a wonder goal to help Belfry Reserves past Essex Miners at the Power League and maintain an outside chance of promotion. Chris Thomas scored for Hainal Athletic, who will be sore at missing a retaken penalty in their draw at home to Shear Force. The result keeps both just behind the chasing promotional party. This week, 8th plays 7th as the Colts play host to Shear Force. Inform Belfry are at home to Horsonwell in what's sure to be a belter of a game. And much the same can be said about the matchup of the current top two, SFN and Essex Miners in Beckton. The gap at the top is only three points in what's turning out to be a fantastic race for promotion from this division. There are more teams involved and we look forward to this coming week and what these match-ups will bring. That's all from us at The Combination. We wish everybody, anywhere, in grassroots football all the very best for this coming weekend. Hello and welcome to this Essex Sunday Football Corinthian League roundup for Sunday the 2nd of May as the League Cup action and London Cup action involving our teams continued. In Group A of our League Cup competition, El Valiente remain clear in Group A but only on goal difference as Bay T squad made up some ground to go level on points with a 4-0 victory against Flanders. Those two due to meet next week which could be a real title decider in that group. Also moving up the group are Secret FC, who recorded their first victory of the campaign in the group, moving up to third place with a 5-0 win against London Mavericks, swapping places with their opponents in the process. In Group B, an interesting game uh, down in Loughton, where Culture Club and Repton Park drew 6-all in an entertaining game there. There were two goals apiece from Oliver Modeste and Liam Adams, with Marley Sylvester and Juan Flores scoring the other goals in a, in a great game for the neutral. Also in that group, there was a win for Brook Athletic, who kept their credentials well in uh, well in check for uh, a silverware push, as they won 2-1 away at East Stars. 
Uh, George Craddock was on the on the score sheet for Brook to help their side uh, move up to nine points and well in the frame. Moving into Group C now, and the first game comes from uh, Central Colts, where the they moved second in the group, level on points with the leaders with a two-one victory on uh, against Ultimate Vision, who themselves had been unbeaten to that point. So a real a real come a real turn up for the books that result you might say. Uh, also moving up in the table, our Panda, who moved into fourth position on the back of a 3-2 victory. That's their second win of the group as they beat Barking Riverside 3-2. Goals from Joshua, Yuan, Ersan Ali Saeed and Roy Stevens for Panda were enough to win the game with Bukele Makudi and Hamid Ibrahim on the score sheet with the Barking Riverside Constellations. And finally in that group, Barking picked up their first victory of the group as they won 2-0 in the Barking Derby uh, to move off the bottom and up to 6th place in the standings, although both those sides will not be in contention for the silverware. In Group D, the biggest result of the day from there came from Roos, who went top of the group with victory over uh, Abridge Village, earning themselves a 5-2 win that keeps them uh, with 9 points from their game so far. And also victorious were Hornchurch Oakmont, who were 4-2 winners against Windless Galaxy over in uh, Chadwell Heath. And their goals came from Luke Newman, Lewis Minton, Billy Collins and Tom Gibson. And that moved them second in the group. So a real change at the top of the standings there and real, throws a real spanner in, in the works for where the title might end up. Moving down into Group E. And in Group E, the leaders in that group are Chingford Athletic A, who made it four wins from four in a seven-goal thriller at the weekend, beating FC Mexico 4-3. But chasing not far behind them, and with a game in hand, Emerson Park, who've had an excellent turn, turn uh, restart so far, and they made it a 9-2 victory on Sunday against Corona Redbridge to keep themselves well in the frame uh, for uh, a, t a tilt at the silverware, with those two teams at the top due to play. Marcin Siaminski and Arka Kiraga scored for Corona Redbridge, but those goals proved just consolation. Also in that group, Thames Ironworks Community moved up to third in the standings um, with their second victory in the group as they won 3-1 against a winless St. Augustine side. The Thames goals came from Charles Donald, Ben Jeffrey and David Knott to make sure that they end the season on a high with one more round of games to go. And down into Group F, the leaders are Ronio Colts who are now uh, clear at the top by just two points. Uh, as they made it four wins from four on Sunday. Uh, their result coming on the back of a 6-2 victory against Frenford, with three goals from Dwayne Francis Riley, two from Kane White, and one from Keenan Gravillis, giving them the win. Just behind are Eastbrook, who lost their 100% record, but are still well in the frame, as they drew 2-2 at home on Sunday against FC Mexico B. Kiva King and Liam Brown scored the goals that saw that game finish 2-2. And down into Group G, uh, this one couldn't be much closer, uh, with two teams level on the top with nine points each, although one of those sides does have a game in hand. Total Football moved to the top of the standings, temporarily at least, as Niall Painter scored a hat-trick uh, in a 3-2 victory against Cobra. Brandon Hubbard and Aaron White on the score sheet for Cobra in reply. And the other game in the group came from uh, uh, Walthamstow, where Munkums were the visitors to take on Ainsley, and Munkums uh, made it two wins from three to give themselves still an outside hope of, of challenging as they were 6-0 winners on the day. 
Moving down into Group H. In Group H, the leaders are Leytonstone Athletic. And they, they had to fight hard to maintain their 100% start so far on Sunday. But they eventually did it late in the second half. Just a single goal uh, being scored by Joel Momba to beat Chingford Athletic Reserves 1-0. And that maintained a three-point gap at the top. In second place, Romford Athletic Dons made sure that they'll, they'll be competing right to the end in this group as they won 4-1 against Young Royals uh, over in Barkingside. Chris Ratty scored twice, Scott Buckland and Tom Mitchell grabbing the goals there to make sure that the Dons are going to be challenging. And the final game in that group saw United Amateurs move third in the table as they made it two wins from their four games so far with a local derby victory against Titans United. Jake Griffin scored twice and Jack Chawner got the other as United Amateurs won 3-2. Into Group I and Royal Lions have all but con con confirmed their title in that group as they made it four wins from four and a very healthy goal difference with a 7-3 victory on Sunday against Stowe Rovers. That sees them move six points clear and uh, they can still be caught mathematically but the goal difference itself probably means that they will be lifting the silverware. But the one, the one team that could still chase them down are Dagenham, Dagenham Rangers. Uh, they were 4-1 winners on Sunday, moved to move third. Stephen Brown scored twice. Aldair Dochi and Claudian Meta grabbed the others to keep them with a bit, of an, a bit of an outside interest in the group. And the other side who were victorious on Sunday were Valence United. They moved second with their second victory, a big 6-3 win against Custom House Community over in Dagenham. Rowan Newland again on the score sheet, scoring twice. James Jacobs also with two. James Field and Tommy Abrams scoring the other in a big win. Down into Group J now, and another group that's all virtually been sealed. In fact, it has been mathematically, as Colbert Royal scored twice late on to beat Byron Red Star 2-1. That giving them an unassailable five-point lead at the top of the group. Uh, the other game in the group saw that it much enabled that result to happen was East Tilbury Town, who went down 4-2 away at Barking Reserves to, to ensure that Colbert were lifting the title by full time. In that game, Peter Kent and Bobby Rusbridge scored for East Tilbury Town, but two goals from Muffin Falula Ojilowu scored twice for Barking. Emmanuel Dushanova and Nicholas Bahati scored the others to give Barking their uh, second victory of the group stage. And completing the action in Group J, Epping Royals uh, had an afternoon or a morning to remember as they earned their first win of the group with a victory away at Ping City Phoenixes. Andrew Smith scored four goals for Epping, two from Daniel Booker and one apiece from Joshua Reese and Louis Brownlee were enough to make it an 8-3 victory and they move up to fourth place in the process. In Group K, this one is all but done now with goal difference separating the sides at the top. And that was enabled really on the back of Atletico City, the leaders winning 5-2 against the other team who could have could have beaten them uh, with 100% record, Royal Lions Reserves. They were 5-2 winners, which means that they go three points clear, um, which means they can mathematically be caught, but their goal difference suggests that they will be lifting the silverware. The other game in the group saw Thames Ironworks Community Reserves uh, earned their second victory of the group stage as they came away 5-3 winners from their trip to Woodford Green United. On the score sheet there, two goals from Momo Vandy and one from Harry Parker were enough to give them the points. And completing the action, FC Baller were in uh, London Sunday trophy action 
at the weekend as they face a quarter-final tie away at South London side Spartans. In a game of five goals, uh, a close game from what I gather, uh, Spartans edged the tie 3-2 to make sure they progress and unfortunately saw Baller exit the competition. And on Friday night, we had some action too, where Hatch Lane were up against London All-Stars in the London Sunday Junior Cup. And that was a game played over at Frenford. And Hatch Lane came through that with a 3-1 victory. Uh, there was a missed penalty for London All-Stars also in that game. And they will now move on to the next round uh, as one of two sides left in the London Cup competitions. And that brings to a close the Corinthian League action for Sunday the 2nd of May. We hope you all have a good week and we look forward to bringing you more coverage next week. Hello and welcome to the Hearts uh, Advertiser Sunday Football League section of the Selk podcast. Um, just to run through the results of the week just gone, the upcoming fixtures for this weekend uh, and also just a bit of a, an update on the league tables and, uh, uh, and where we're at in regards to them as some of them are coming towards a close. So yeah, just to run through the results for this week then, starting off with the Prem. Um, and the first defeat of the season for uh, champions Alex Skewbridge, 3-1 against AFC London Road. I uh, heard it was a cracking game over at Foxcroft. And um, yeah, London Road got their, uh, got their big boys out. Skew did as well. Some of the, the, the players on show was, uh, was fantastic. So um, fair play to London Road. I, I said if they um, get everyone there, they're, they're on par with Skew and they can, they can challenge. It's just the, the commitment side. But brilliant win for them, 3-1. Uh, Brookman's Park nil, Phoenix three, and Plough and Harrow three, six bells two. In Division One, uh, double header over Tormin Drive. Blacksmiths won the first game one nil against Snugbar, and Snugbar won the reverse fixture four three. Uh, Bournemouth Rovers four, Verulam Old Boys one, Harpen and Colt Old Boys nil, FC Welling six, Hilltop Reserves seven, Hearts Lions one, AFC London Road Reserves one, BWSC nil. In Division Two, AFC Mims nil, Harpen and Colt Old Boy Reserves one, Player Pack seven, Oaks two, St George's one, Little Heath seven, Wheat Hampstead eighty nine nil, Pinewood two. In Division Three, uh, Forza Watford three, Beehive Reserves two, Hansbury's one, Phoenix Reserves three, uh, Mermaid seven, Wheat Hampstead Wanderers one. Royston Rangers 1, Bournemouth Raiders 1, TNF 1, The Wishing Well 3. In Division 4, Hatfield Mosquito 3, Wellian Warriors Reserves 1, Phoenix A 1, Hatfield Seniors 3, St Albans Warriors 3, Royston Rangers Reserves 1, The Wrestlers 9, Brookman's Park Reserves 0, and Hatfield Seniors 3, Phoenix A 1. Upcoming fixtures then for this weekend, Sunday the 9th of May. In the Prem, we have AFC London Road against Phoenix, AFC Rangers against Six Bells, Brookmans Park against Plough and Harrow, Skewbridge against the Beehive. In Division 1, it's Snug Bar against AFC London Road Reserves, BWSC against Hilltop Reserves, FC Welling against Hearts Lions, Harpen and Cole Old Boys against Bournemouth Rovers, and Verulam Old Boys against Blacksmiths. In Division 2, it's AFC Mims against New Greens, Little Heath against Harpen and Colt Old Boy Reserves, Welling Warriors against Pinewood, Wheat Hampstead 89 against St George's. Division 3, 
It's TNF against Wheathampton Wanderers, the Wishing Well against Hansbury's, Mermaid against Forza, Phoenix Reserves against Bournemouth Raiders, Royston Rangers against the Beehive Reserves, and in Division 4, it's Phoenix A against St Albans Warriors, Brookman's Park Reserves against Welling Pegasus, Hatfield Mosquitoes against Hatfield Seniors, Marshalls with Rovers against Royston Rangers Reserves, and Welling Warriors Reserves against the Wrestlers. So no Super 6 this week. Uh, at the start of each uh, month, I'm just going to run through the, the league table update. And um, with it getting, some leagues are getting towards the end now. Um, I think a couple will be finished by the end of May. Some are rolling into June. So just wanted to give an update to everyone listening as to where we are uh, as a league. Um, but just talking about the Super 6, the one just gone. Uh, an historical weekend, actually. Uh, I won my first ever head-to-head in Super 6. 3-0 against Andy. Andy, commiserations to yourself, mate. But yeah, credit where credit's due to me, to be fair. I've got three correct re- uh, results and I was one goal out on each result for a correct score as well. So yeah, I'm absolutely over the moon with that. So yeah, apologies to Andy. That's a 3-0 win for me the week before, beating 4-2 as well for Blacksmiths against BWSC and got in the sack. So yeah, apologies about that, mate. Um, but anyway, moving on. Uh, so I'm just going to have a little overview of the leagues. I'm going to start off in the Prem. Um, despite Skewbridge's uh, hiccup at the weekend, losing 3-1 to AFC London Road. Fantastic result for the Road boys there. I'm, I'm really happy for watching the lads. Um, obviously, we're li- linking up with them next season, so I was, I was pleased to see them win. Um, I don't think this will make anything different in the title race. Skew are still well on course for it, um, and I'm pretty sure they'll bounce back with a vengeance in their next game. Um, they are top 30 points from 11 games, seven clear of the Beehive in second with a game in hand. Um, Beehive, fantastic season for them so far. Uh, Carl and, and the lads over there come up from Division 1 last year. Um, I think they had the lowest ranked side to come up as well, if my memory serves me correct. And I think a lot of people might have thought they would have been struggling, but they've done really well. They've, they've brought in some good players. Um, and yeah, they're, they're doing fantastically well. Now, the Prem is really competitive this year, other than maybe Skew at the top. Um, one or two down near the bottom. Uh, between Beehive in second and AFC Rangers in seventh, um, there's just nine points separating them, and AFC have two games in hand as well. So it just shows you a win or two, and you could be right back up there. Um, so, so look, it's a, it's a competitive uh, league between those sides. With uh, I think it's London Road, uh, Six Bells, Phoenix, and Brookman's Park, the other four sides uh, in between those two. So that's really good to see. Uh, going down into my division, Division 1, uh, firstly, congratulations to FC Welling, uh, Lucas, Jordan and the boys over there. Uh, they are they will be in the Prem next season. It was a formality anyway, I believe, but I know what they're like. They're very professional. They wanted to get the job done. They won 6-2 on the weekend quite comfortably there, so they'll be going up. Will they be going up as champions? My opinion is very much likely. Um, Bournemouth Rovers still have a mathematical chance of catching them and another very, very good side winning again at the weekend and I'll be honest no one's really talked about them in Division 1 that much uh, they score so many goals and they're right on the tower of Welling they're seven points behind them though they do have a game in hand and they do have to play each other in a couple of weeks which is a absolute cracker and if we haven't got a fixture I'm definitely going to go along and watch it um, but the problem they have is they are relying on someone else to pick up points off Welling and I just can't see anyone else in the league touching them other than maybe Bournemouth. So I think that that whereas they, I think they'll run them close and it'll be a good game when they play each other. I think Welling will win the league with Bournemouth Rovers comfortably in second place. Quite similar to the Prem, the next six teams from my side, the Blacksmiths down to Harpen and Colt Old Boys um, in eighth. 
there's literally six points between them. And again, Harpenden, who are in eighth, got a game in hand. It's really, really competitive league division one, which is fantastic to see. I mean, even uh, one of the teams we're not involved in that snug bar, we played them at the weekend. They beat us in one of the double headers. So it's a competitive league, which it, which is what we're trying to get here at the Hartshead League. We're trying to get it fair and competitive. And, and that's, that, that's all we're trying to do, really. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, Next into Division 2 and player packs. Look, they're on course to win the league. They've had a bit of a hiccup. They bounced back with a 7-0 and a 7-2 win. So that's fantastic from them. Um, I think they will win the league. It's still mathematically possible for someone else to do it. However, I think player packs will win their remaining two games and win the league. Um, of the chasing pack, Little Heath are the closest to them, five points behind. But actually, uh, Pinewood and even Harper and Cole Old Boys, who are um, eight and four, 15 points behind them respectively, but have more games in hand. So Harbour Cut Old Boys, 15 points behind, but actually have four games in hand. Winning them obviously puts them on for just three points off the off the top. And um player packs have uh, sorry, Pinewood have two games in hand on player packs, which actually put two points behind. But again, they would be relying on teams to um to beat player packs and pretty similar to the to the Welling situation. I don't think that will happen. I think player packs will win the league. I I picked out Skew Bridge was one of the teams at the start of the season. I picked out Welling and also picked out player packs. If they was there at Christmas, that they would win the league. And they are. So I'll take that as well. Um, now, on to Division 3. And Division 3 is by far the most exciting of the title races. We have Forza against Mermaid. At the moment, Forza 37 points from 15 games. Mermaid 34 points from 14 games. So... Just three points in it, but the Mermaid have a game in hand. Win that, they go level. The goal difference, both only conceded 18. Forza have scored 39. Mermaid have scored 41. A massive, massive, massive win at the weekend of 7-1 would have done their goal difference. A world of favours because they were behind Forza in the goal difference stakes. And just to make things a little bit spicier, they meet each other this weekend. That's, that is definitely a game of the week. Fantastic game. Two good footballing sides. I've played both of them. I know Swanee really well at the Mermaid. He'll have his side. They have, they're really dedicated. They train every week and they're improving every season. And uh, the lads at Forza, we played them a couple of years ago in a friendly. And I remember saying to Alfie, then their manager, that they got a really good young side there. They was young, though. That was a couple of seasons ago. And now I think they're starting to come into their own. And that is going to be an absolute cracker. And I'm going to put my neck on the line. Whoever wins this game is going to win the league. Because both of them are in such a rich, rain of, rich vein of form that I can't see another slip-up coming along. I think they'll just keep rolling teams over in this league and it'll be really good to see them both go up next year and, and challenge the guys in the league above. Finally, I've got to give a bit of a shout-out in Division 4 to the league leaders, Hatfield Seniors, and the last remaining unbeaten, and may I add, 100% record in the league. 14 from 14, 42 points four games to go it is still mathematically possible for the wrestlers to catch them however i don't think they will wrestlers are obviously scoring bundles of goals and look if certain things had happened i know they've had a play a couple of players missing when they first met earlier in the season who knew things could be different but hatfield seniors in terms of consistency you've got to take your hat off to them fair play to curtis and the boys down there um that they're, they're going to win that league and again off I think I picked that out. So other than Division 3, I've been pretty good with that. Um, but that's all for this this week. Um, catch us next week. We'll go through the scores and also be head-to-head -head in the Super 6 with someone else. Thanks very much. Cheers. Bye-bye.
Hello everyone and welcome back to the Southern Sunday Football League section of All Around the Leagues. Today we'll be bringing you the results from the 2nd of May 2021. Last week we had a couple of midweek games to bring you. This week, unfortunately, we don't. Let's just jump straight into the action then. In the London FA Sunday Challenge Trophy quarter-final, ourselves, Sporting Continental, beat Crayford Athletic at Collierswood United FC's ground by seven goals to nil. We've booked our place in the semi-finals for that. As always, if you haven't already, check out our YouTube channel. Just search Sporting Continental on Google. Hit the subscribe button, give us a like, leave a comment. We appreciate any support given to us. In the Marcus Lipton Cup quarter-final, Swag FC beat South City FC by two goals to nil. Top Deck FC drew nil-nil at home to Sporting Crabs. That game going to penalties and Sporting Crabs won that game three goals to nil from penalties. In the Frank Blunston Cup second round, Bath Old Boys United, who we will be taking on in the Marcus Lipton Cup semi-final in a couple of weeks' time, drew 2-2 with Wheatsheaf Athletic. That game going to penalties and Wheatsheaf winning that game by four goals to two. In the Frank Blunston Cup semi-final over the other side, AFC Ballon lost at home to Lazio by three goals to nil. Lazio booking themselves a place in the Cup final, the Frank Blunston Cup final, in only their second season in the Southern Sunday. In the Ken Bailey Cup semi-final, Junction Elite's first team came from 2-0 down to beat London Ravens' first team by three goals to two, booking themselves a place in the final of the Ken Bailey Cup. In the Donovan Thomas Cup semi-final, Magpie Recruitment drew 2-2 with Harbour Rovers at home. That game also going to penalties and Harbour Rovers winning that game by three goals to two. And the Donovan Thomas Cup quarter-final, Dara FC's first team beat Southside United by six goals to nil. In the Dylan Rigobert Trophy, Group A, the last game of that group, Tootin Celtic beat Olympic Mayonnaise by five goals to three. In the Dylan Rigobert Trophy quarter-final, AFC Putney's first team beat Rosendale Sports by three goals to two to book themselves a place in the semi-final. West Norwood beat Real Dundonald 4-1. That means AFC Putney will play West Norwood this coming Sunday. Locomotive Wimbledon beat Streatham Stanley by one goal to nil. So that is all of the results from Sunday the 2nd of May. As most people are aware, our league has cancelled league games. So all the games taking place are cup games. So with the rounds progressing further and further... There'll be less and less results to bring to you guys, unfortunately. But what I will do is I will run you guys through the fixtures for Sunday, the 9th of May. So let's get straight into it. In the Marcus Lipton Cup quarterfinal, Buff Old Boys will play Putney Pacers at Prince George's Reigns Park. Referee for that will be Graham Rudber. Uh, the, the winners of that will play us, uh, Sporting Continental, in the semifinals. In the Frank Blunston Cup quarterfinal, Wheatsheaf Athletic will play Swag FC. In the Donovan's, Donovan sorry, Thomas Cup semi-final, Westminster Wanderers Reserved will play Dara's first team. That game also taking place at Race Park. In the Brian Howard's President's Cup quarterfinal, Clapham North End will take on South City. In the Dilla Rigobert 
Trophy quarterfinals, Wimbledon Commoners will take on Tooting Celtic. In the Dylan Rigobert Trophy semi-final, West Norwood will take on AFC Putney's first team. And there's also a friendly happening. UBLC FC Old Boys will take on Barnstormers at 2.15 in Wandsworth Common. So that's it for us this week. Uh, thank you again for listening. And as always, if you haven't already, check out our YouTube channel. Just search up Sporting Continental. Give us a like. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. It's free. It's not going to cost you a thing. And we appreciate all the support you give us. We'll see you guys next week. Welcome to the Watford Sunday League podcast, uh, where we'll look back at games played on Sunday the 2nd of May. In the Invitation Cup Group B, Fox and Stone gave themselves an excellent chance of qualifying for the knockout stage with a 5-2 win over Sun Sports Athletic. They produced a dominant first half performance in which they took a 3-1 lead. A strike from Josh Noyes was followed by a neat finish from Mitchell Weiss, who rounded the keeper after a ball over the top. Sun Sports pulled one back through Nick Curley before a header from Ronnie Blagden, just on the stroke of half-time, restored the two-goal advantage. In the second half, Mitchell Weiss charged down a kick from the Sun keeper to get a fourth, before some pulled back a goal from a Jack Plunkett header. Josh Noyes rounded the scoring off with another clinical finish to make the 5-2 scoreline. Oakview are through the group stage with a fourth straight win, this time 4-2 over old rival St Joseph's. It was a goalless first half in which St Joseph's had the better of as they failed to make several good chances count. They were made to pay for this at the start of the second half when Oakview scored two goals. First, Lewis Putman opened the scoring with a powerful strike. Then Taylor Cobb doubled the lead with a well-struck volley. St Joseph's pulled back a goal with a penalty from Alex Ward and again failed to take some good chances to equalise before Oakview punished them once more, with Lee Armick coming off the bench to net. Daniel Griggs scored a deserved second for St Joseph's, but it was Taylor Cobb who rounded off the scoring for Oakview. North Watford currently occupy the third of the four group qualification spots after a 1-0 win over Evergreen. The only goal came in the first half when Daryl Brown slotted home. In the second half, Evergreen had more of the play but couldn't find a way through a resolute North Watford defence. In the Invitation Cup Group A, with the top two sides in the group, Railway Arms and Rifle Volunteer, not in action, Casterby Rangers moved level on points with both of them thanks to a 2-0 win over Bushy Rangers. A goalless first half saw Bushy have a goal disallowed before in the second half Casterbury Rangers took their chances. The first goal came when Joe Mortimer pulled out wide to the right and put in a cross that was too difficult for the bushy defence to get clear.
and Jamie McDougall slamming home into the bottom right corner. The second goal was created from the left wing, with Coram Chase being played in from Sam Mortimer, and Chase rode one tackle and then a second brought him down in the box. From the resulting penalty, Joe Mortimer dispatched it into the bottom left corner to seal what could be a vital three points. ASC Leavesden bounced back from two straight defeats with a 5-1 away win over Oxy Spartans, who remain at the foot of the group table. Lucas Halligan opened the scoring with an early penalty, Ben Knights added a second soon after, with a finish from just inside the box. A Sam Haycross was headed into the Oxynet from their defender, and then Jack Carter got the pick of the goals with a half folly from just outside the box, putting Leesden 4 0 up at half time. Oxy responded early in the second half with a goal from Rob De Silva before Alex Diaz added Leavesden fifth from close range in the final minutes. In the Junior Cup Group A, Woodside Wanderers lead the group after a narrow 2-1 win over Batchworth, although they have played two more games than second-place Chess United. David Flannery scored both their goals, with Alex Hollis scoring the Batchworth reply. In the Junior Cup Group B, Watford Town and Watford Sports are both through to the quarterfinals with wins. Town won the group after a 2-1 win over Sparta Phoenix, who miss out. Nathan Nottage scored a brace in a man-of-the-match performance to help his side qualify as the group winners. Elliot Gregg with the Sparta reply. Watford Sports will finish in the runners-up spot after a 6-2 win over ACS Milan. Tom Harris and Harley Wilson scoring the Milan goals, with Callum Bedwell, Alex Clark, Sam Serrated and Harry Foley, and Jake Millman and Essa Bond all on target for sports. The dead rubber game between Chelfon Saints and Watford Athletic ended in a 2-2 draw. Aidan Brennan with both the goals for Chalfon, with Ross Benton and Sian Hallahan replying for Athletic. In the Junior Cup Group C, the game between the top two in the group ended with St Mary's Harefield beating Hertfordshire Eagles 3-2, as St Mary's ensured their own passage to the quarter-finals while Eagles now require at least a point from their final game against FC Metropolitan Hearts on Sunday to qualify themselves. Ryan Hope, Charlie Mallin and James Peake netted for the home side, with Jack McLaughlin and Jordan Keeley replying for Eagles. In the Junior Cup Group D, AFC Bedmond and Soccer are both through in this group, as they both enjoyed home wins. Bedmond beat WDFC 4-0. They opened the scoring when Jordan Toomey popped up at the back post 
to divert a Connor Toomey shot into the corner. In the second half, the lead was soon doubled. When a Lewis Toomey cross was met by Connor Toomey to loop his header over the oncoming keeper. Then Lewis Toomey picked up another assist, as this time he set up Jordan Toomey to double his tally. Bedman continued to push forward and won a penalty as Lewis Toomey was fouled just inside the penalty area when through on goal. Jordan Toomey stepped up to score his penalty but was then made to retake after Jack Pratchett was too eager and entered the penalty area before the kick was taken. But the same player held his nerve to score the retake and secure his hat-trick. In the other game, soccer, Ricky AFC, 2-0, thanks to a double from Connor Mayhew, and that secured their place as second in the group, potentially, but through definitely to the quarterfinals. Hopefully the quarterfinal draws should be made by next week and we'll put them within the podcast when we do it. In the meantime, thanks to all that's listening and we'll be back next week with more updates on the Invitation and Junior Cup competitions. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.